You are listening to the Critical Mass Radio Show, Orange County's business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi. Hello and welcome to Orange County's longest running business talk show. I am your host, Rick Franzi, and I can guarantee you we're going to have an interesting conversation with our guest today. Why, you ask? Because Ashley Harris, Chief Financial Officer, Boys and Girls Club of Central Orange Coast, is our guest. Ashley, welcome to the program. (laughs) Thank you for having me. Thank you so much, Rick. That was awesome. Welcome. (laughs) I'm excited to have you here. So let's start with you. Tell me about your path to your organization? Yeah. So I actually, um, I'm, I'm a club kid. They call me a lifer around here. Uh, I, I grew up in, um, I'm originally from New Jersey. So I was a, a club kid growing up, um, went to the boys and girls clubs, played basketball, you know, went as a teen, did all the team programming. Um, I was a youth of the year for youth of the year for my local club. Um, and then moved out here to Southern California. Um, I, I started my finance career, been to uh, for-profit companies for many, many years. Um, and then two years ago, uh, an opportunity came up to uh, be the chief financial officer for Boys and Girls Clubs here in uh, Orange County. And I, it just felt like a, um, a full circle opportunity to serve in a place that uh, had done so much for me growing up. It, it was just it was almost an opportunity I couldn't turn down. So it, that that's uh, kind of my full circle uh, path to the club and been here for two years uh, in this capacity. Well, it kind of gave me goosebumps in a way because it's uh, uh, interesting how you ended up not back where you started, but really supporting an organization that was so valuable for you earlier in your life. In the interim, were you a volunteer for the Boys and Girls Club? Were you active at all with the Boys and Girls Clubs before you came back to be the CFO? Yeah. So I was actually, um, I'd been a mentor for my local club in New Jersey all throughout, you know, my, my travels. Um, I'd been a youth of the year mentor for for other kids, um, you know, providing scholarships and, you know, any type of support that I can, going back to any events that I can go back to. So supporting in the capacities that I that I could, but it always been connected to to my local clubs. So how long have you been in Orange County? I've lived in Southern California between LA and in uh, Irvine area for about eight years. Yeah. Mm. So I've been here for a while, um, making my way down the, I call it the 405 and the five. Uh, <laughs> you know, that's kind of how we, uh, <laughs> how we look at that look at things. But I've uh, been here for eight years now. It's probably, it's actually the longest place I've lived outside of where I grew up and went to college. So I've been here for a while. So let's talk about the Boys and Girls Club, um, Central Orange Coast, but also the greater organization. What's the mission for the Boys and Girls Club? Yeah, so the mission for the Boys and Girls Club is is to for every to make sure every child has a mentors in life. Um, so we want to make sure every child feels supported, has mentors and champions as they go through life. Um, the Boys and Girls Club as a whole is, you know. It, kind of the biggest the biggest uh thing is that we're all different um we are we all function under the boys and girls clubs of you know national of america but then um we're kind of set up like franchises so there's clubs that are everywhere but they all operate pretty separately um the unique thing about what we have here in orange county is we have sort of a merger of clubs that are all under the platform of Central Orange Coast. So we operate in Irvine, Orange, Newport, Costa Mesa, um, and Santa Ana is our biggest area that we serve. And so we all come together as one, um, you know, 
club under the umbrella of Central Orange Coast, but we are actually a few different locations um, under that umbrella. Are there other clubs in Orange County then? Yeah, so there's um, there's like Huntington Beach, there's uh, Gardena, um, all of which are not a part of like under our umbrella of Central mm -hmm. Orange Coast. So this is kind of a hand-picked kind of selection of clubs that came together to form Orange Coast. And Boys and Girls Club is a nonprofit? Correct, correct. Okay. Correct, 501c3. And, and if, you, if you know it or if you can take us back to the original founder and why Boys and Girls Club, I'm not looking for a history lesson, but I'm just trying, I'm always fascinated on what started the need and the organization that we now know as the Boys and Girls Club. Yeah, so um, I mean, the Boys and Girls Club, much like all in, ter in terms of other, um, uh, you know, you have the uh, Boy Scouts and different organizations. Sure. Um, it actually started as the Boys Club, um, you know, and that that's we have like vintage shirts that still have like the Boys Club, uh, you know, paying, <laughs> paying homage to like the history, uh -huh. um, you know, just to serve the youth in the community um, as a, as a way to kind of bridge that gap for, of course, underserved, underprivileged uh, youth um, in the communities. Um, it, it expanded, I don't quote, can't quote the year, but um, expanded to the Boys and Girls Clubs, of course, because, you know, boys and girls both need that same uh, level of service. Um, and we've been serving locally in Orange County area since um, 1941 in terms of the oldest club in, in the group of clubs that we have here locally. So you've been through the program. So you, you've had a mentor, you've been a mentor. And what can you describe that relationship that develops over time between the mentee and the mentor since you've seen both sides of it? Absolutely. So I think um, to, to even take it back one step further, right, is it's it really kind of comes down to what is bringing the kid to what bridge are we feeling for the kid, right? Mm -hmm. So for every mentor-mentee relationship, it can be different because the, 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 the goal is to champion for the, the kid. So whatever the needs of that particular child are for some, it's, you know, their parents have never been to college. So like for me, for example, you know, my parents hadn't been to college. So for me, it was a lot of my mentor was guiding me through that process of going to, you know, okay, you got to go to like different summer programs and you got to take certain tests and you got to, you know, uh, go to college tours and kind of bridging that gap for me for some some, it's support. You know, their parents are working four or five jobs and they have no one at home to talk to, no one just to ask them how their day was. So that kind of showed it a lean on. Someone sees me, someone cares about me, someone's looking after me. Um, so really, you know, for, for us here, you know, it's providing dinner for the whole family. You know, that's the, that's the bridge that we get, you know, the, the bridge that we feel for mm -hmm. them is making sure they have Wi-Fi and a computer. And, you know, so for every child it's different, but we try our best to make sure we have sponsors, resources, partners in place to fill whatever that gap is that's missing for that particular child. So it can range. I mean, some kids just need books. Some kids need, um, you know, like I said, Wi-Fi was one. Uh, we've, we've provided iPads, computers. Um, but I think the biggest thing is just to know that someone is paying attention. You know, someone is looking and saying, hey, you know, I see you. You know, what do you need? How can I support you? What can I what can I do? Because for a lot of people, you know, their parents are, you know, very busy. They have multiple siblings. They, you know, they may be a single parent or it may just be grandma at home or, you know, you, you just never know. And so just to have that person who's like, I see you, you know, I'm paying attention to what you need and I'm making sure that you're able to continue to be successful. 
Well, that's a lot of responsibility for the mentor uh, to uh, assume. And so I'm wondering, and that's a great thing that people are willing to do that. What's the time commitment, generally speaking, Ashley, for a mentor in your program? Um, it's it, it for for it, it. We have mentors in like different capacities. So um, we have what's called a mentor professional, which is actually an, an employee of the club. These are like mm. the um, when the kids come in, these are the people that they're kind of assigned to as they go through their different um programming and then you have for teens we have our youth of the year which you're assigned a mentor that mentor will help you go through that process so writing all your essays um you know taking care of you know anything that you need as far as something you may or may not understand um we have our workforce development program so there may there's the the advocate for you to get a good job placement um and then some of the a lot of the mentor relationships form informally so it's really about like making a connection with someone who maybe is an employee or a volunteer or someone who you've met in your journey. Yeah. And so like for me, um, I met my mentor who's now my life mentor through the youth of the year program. Um, mm -hmm. he was, uh, he kind of had helped me go through that, uh, youth of the year process and then has now stayed with me through pretty much every big change in my life. You know, when I change jobs, I call him, I say, Hey, you know, what do you think about this? Um, what do you think about this opportunity? Um, do you think it, you know, it, it, it's a good, uh, you know, change for me, you know, when I came to the club, I called them um, and, and through everything. So it, it really depends on, again, you know, what the need of the young person is and how much they want to lean on um, that resource. But it can vary depending. It, uh, that's what I anticipated that possibly the, the relationship could last longer than the need in some ways, because yeah, there's always absolutely. maybe a need. I, I'm a big believer that we learn from others it's much easier to chart a path if someone shows you their path, then it builds confidence. So I, <clears throat> I see the power of the idea of the program, and I'm really happy to have you on the show to share kind of what you're doing and your organization is doing here, not only in Orange County, but in chapters across the country. I'd like to turn our attention, if I could, Ashley, to COVID-19 and the impact that that had on your organization. Can you can you talk about what it caused you to have to do inside the organization? Yeah, so we had to, um, you know, actually came in 2020, right in the mm. right in the thick of it. So mm. at that point, we'd already stopped um, our uh, in-person services for our youth. We'd already, um, you know, the, the the stay in place orders were already in place. So for us, it was a lot of just first stopping the in-person, of course, you know, our kids, we had to not serve our kids in person and figuring out ways to serve them at home um, and, and bridging that gap. So out of that um, came, you know, our food program, um, came, you know, virtual services, um, came, you know, emergency services, you know, and because there's kids who are children of first responders. Um, so figuring out ways to serve that community while those parents still have to go to work, um, it was a lot of meeting and being strategic and having a lot of conversations around how can we still be impactful to our community while we can't physically be together. Um, from an operation standpoint, we've definitely um, invested a lot of in, in infrastructure to ensure we have you know remote uh, at, you know remote capabilities across the board to continue to operate at a high level. Um, our corporate sponsors have definitely stepped up in a major way and supported us through that. Um, that a tough time and, and ensured that we were okay and that we could still serve kids in the ways that we that we could. Um, so our virtual services were huge. Um, our food program was huge. 
um, and, and just continuing to figure out ways to serve our, our, our organization. But it definitely was a huge, huge shift for us. Definitely. I would think. And earlier you talked about providing Wi-Fi and internet and maybe even laptops and tablets for the for the mentees. And I would think that COVID-19 really made that even more important when people, students were doing remote learning, et cetera. So you stepped in on that way too, I'm sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Interesting. So you came to my attention because you were selected as a finalist in the 2022 CFO awards that are hosted by the Orange County Business Journal. So can you tell me what that experience was like and then also what it means to you to be selected as a finalist? Yeah. So it, first of all, it, it was a huge honor uh, to be a part of that process. Um, you know, you, you go through and you, you, you're, 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 it goes so fast. You, you get interviewed and you, you fill out the application. And then um, when you get to the event, there's a ton of people. It was like so kind of shocking to be back at an event where there's like 500, 600, 700 people in person. Uh, so walking up, it's like, uh, it, it's, it's like, oh, okay, you know, you go into the hotel, you see the door and it's like, you walk in the door and then behind the door is like this massive group of people. And then uh, walking through and um, get to the table. I didn't know, you know, uh, in terms of like, I didn't know I was going to win when I got there. So everyone's like, congratulations. They know that you're a part of this and they know that you're, you're involved. And so um, then it gets to our category and the guy starts reading my bio mm. and uh, I'm like, but probably 10 or like maybe 10 or 15 minutes before that, um, 10 or 15 minutes before that, my wife, she's like, well, you know, you, if you win, like you, you have to have like some, some remarks prepared. She's a lawyer. So she's like, you gotta be ready. So I'm like, okay, well, let me just jot some stuff down real quick, you know, in my, in my, my phone and, and, and get ready. So just in case, you know, something, so if it, you know, I win. So he starts reading my bio. So I immediately go to my notes and I'm like, all right, I gotta like, you know, go, go up there. So, uh, it, it was, I mean, it's an amazing experience. Um, you know, the host was amazing. It's a, you know, very much a, a great opportunity to honor, you know, uh, what I consider, you know, us as finance people, um, we, we play the background, you know, we're, we're like kind of customer service. We want to make sure that the business can continue to operate at a, at a um, optimal level, supporting the operations team, supporting our, our philanthropy team and our leadership. Um, so to, to be honored in that capacity, it was absolutely amazing. It was a, it was a great experience and a beautiful award, by the way. Nice, mm. clear, nice, you know, with my name on it. it it's, it's beautiful. You know, it was a great experience for sure. So two follow up questions. One. How long into the person reading about you did you realize that's my bio? Pretty immediately because it's like super, it, it's super personal. So uh -huh. like the first couple of sentences are like uh, it, uh, something like this person's like um, uh, 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 went here as a youth. It, it Like immediately when it started, I was like, oh. <laughs> pretty immediately so i had time because they yeah. read like the whole bio so I, I i had i had a little bit of time to kind of look and like get my notes together before uh you know you go and walk up there to do the speech so pretty pretty immediately they're they're very personal bios wow. i can imagine <laughs> yeah. the range of uh emotions you must have felt and i'm glad it felt like you had a long time to prepare because sometimes you'd maybe get an out-of-body experience for a second you go oh boy that is me and so. Yeah, it was it was it's pretty pretty um pretty wild and it was it was more interesting because uh just right before that um you know I I 
experience going, you know, my father had been sick throughout kind of this whole process. So going back and forth to Jersey to visit him and just kind of coming in and out of the different mindsets, you know, just, so it was a nice like break in the middle of like kind of all that that was going on uh, with my family. So it was, it was, it was good. Yeah. Well, nice uh, congratulations. I didn't, I wasn't able to make the gala, but I'm sure it was a wonderful evening. And uh, how was it when you walked back to the table? It, it was award. it was good. They were happy. I actually sat at um, the Fifth Third Bank table with the, uh -huh. the group that interviewed me. Um, they invited us to sit with them. So it was it was nice. They were like, you know, they obviously knew very they knew very in depth about who I was because they'd interviewed me um, and advocated for me at the you know, in the, in the final round. So they were very, very familiar with um, with me. So it was it was nice. You know, it was a very welcoming group of people and that, you know, uh, definitely a big shout out to Fifth Third Bank. They're they're an awesome, awesome team. All right. Let's. Speaking of galas, I'm curious, uh, are you planning any gala fundraiser event? And if you are, can you describe the event for our audience and maybe why you're having it and help the audience to understand how the money's going to be used that you're going to raise? And finally, who should attend? So I gave you a long list of stuff, but generally yeah. do you have something going on. <laughs> we do. So we have... Um... We have uh, a few events um, and all of our events that we um, that we do for the most part, unless it's designated for a very particular thing, like we have our back to school drives. Um, we have like, you know, during the holidays, we have toy drives and Thanksgiving drives uh, for, for food and stuff like that. Those are very specific to, you know, those causes. Um, but by and large, all the events that we um, have throughout the year are to support programming, um, to support the, the, the kids in our clubs, um, you know, whether it's through um, our, you know, early, early literacy program, our team programming, just to continue the programming that we have. Um, so we do actually have a few events coming up. We have our brewery event coming up in August. I think it's August 13th. Um, and that anyone who likes to drink uh, beer should be a part of that event. Um, we have our back to school drive. We do have that coming up. We'll have a, a date, final, a final date coming out for that. Um, and we have our, our annual gala um, coming in September towards the end. Um, all of the events that we have are on our boysandgirlsclubs.com website. Um, on the events tab. So any events that we have um, that are finalized and, and ready for publication go on that website. So you can go on there and you can see, you know, anyone, there's links and just all kind of information um, regarding all the events that we'll have coming up. Well, that's great. And we're going to, I'm going to give you a chance to restate the URL in a minute. But before we do that, I'd like to look to the future. Can you describe in your position as the CFO What's the vision for the organization moving forward as I'm sure the needs are changing and growing for the community that you serve? Absolutely. So we um, we're actually just coming off of our, our annual strategic meeting and um, our, our vision is, you know, our, our mission is we're going wider and we're going to go deeper, you know, with the communities that we're in. Um, we're going to, you know, continue to service them in, in, in the, the quality of um service that we do with our after school programs. We just kicked off our summer program, um, Camp Ohana. So uh, the, the kids are now getting ready for, you know, summer coming out of the school year. Um, and, and we are really um, putting a lot of resources into our team programming, uh, workforce development and making sure that we're continuing to develop. So for us, it's really doubling down on what we know we've been doing well in terms of serving our youth, serving the teens um, and continuing to look for opportunities to expand our reach, um, whether it through, um, you know, expansion opportunities or, or just, um, get, you know, making those, con continuing to make those connections in our communities that we serve in. 
So if someone would like to connect with you, let's say you first as the mm -hmm. CFO, but then also learn more about the organization. Ashley, where would you suggest they go? Yeah, for sure. So uh, definitely LinkedIn. Um, I'm, I'm pretty, pretty, I try to try to be pretty active there. Um, so LinkedIn, my name's Ashley Harris. Um, it, MBA is probably the, Ashley Harris MBA is probably the easiest way to find me. Um, my bio, you know, my, my, my job title and everything's there. So you'll pretty easily be able to identify me. I actually have this same blazer on in my profile picture. So <laughs> if you see this, pro, this blazer, my hair is a little short or like I have my little braids, but my hair is, it's a little Afro. So you'll, you'll see me pretty easily there. Um, and then our boys and girls clubs also has a very active, um, social media presence. Their LinkedIn page, the LinkedIn page there is boys and girls clubs of central orange coast, um, posts very regularly there about all the current events that we have going on, all the things that are happening in the clubs. We post very regularly about all the things that our, our staff's involved in, our leadership's involved in. Um, we talk about, you know, things that the kids are doing. So that's a very active platform to, to find us on. Well, the audience that listens believes in the power of peer learning and collective intelligence. And hopefully there's some people that have heard your interview today or in the future as a podcast that says, maybe it's time for me to give back and become a mentor. So I hope I'm sure you're always in need of more mentors who Absolutely. have business experience and can help. So maybe some of the people from our audience will participate. Absolutely. That'd be great. We we, we love to have uh, people come by. We um, have, you know, obviously uh, our um, our food drive is probably one of the biggest places where people get involved. Um, but we are, we're always looking for uh, corporate sponsors. We're always looking for opportunities to connect with partners in the community um, and people who want to be involved with um, the Boys and Girls Club as a, a, a philanthropic act or a partnership. We're always open to that. So for sure, I definitely go to the boysandgirlsclubs.com. You can connect with me on LinkedIn, go to the LinkedIn website. We're very active on all those platforms. So any of those are, are good ways to connect with us. I want to thank you for being a part of the program today, Ashley. I've enjoyed it. Thank you. Thank you for the invite. I really appreciated the conversation. It's great. Um, and, and yeah, thank you. Keep keep doing this. This is, this is pretty awesome. <laughs> and I'd like to thank the audience for being a part of Orange County's longest running business talk show. Ashley's episode was episode number 1,368. If you're an Orange County entrepreneur or leader of a philanthropic organization and you would like to tell your story, Connect with me on LinkedIn. I'm Rick, R-I-C, Franzi, F-R-A-N-Z-I. You can visit my website, same thing, rickfranzi.com. And until the next time we have a chance to be together, I hope all of your business decisions will move your organization in a positive direction. Mm -hmm.